0: One of the things I wish I knew um, before the marriage is to actually get to know my in-laws a lot better. Because it's your upbringing, right? That's that's the the environment you grew up in. So how you mm-hmm. react or respond to a situation, it tells me a lot. Mm. You know, by observing observing your your parents.
1: You're right. Like we pick up things from our parents. We mimic. Uh, even subconsciously, you know, like when you're a kid, you're kind of like, you, your dad does something, or you know, it's like, when I grow up, I'm never gonna be like that, right? And oh, then exactly,
0: like and that. then when you,
1: yeah, when you grow up, you're like, oh my god, you catch yourself, you're like, that's exactly what my mom does, or that's exactly what my dad does. I think it is something like you said, you you learn that through watching and growing, uh, in that kind of environment. So you're absolutely right. If you observe that about your your in laws, chances are your spouse is probably going to have some of those characteristics too.
0: Hi, welcome to the Magnetic Mismatch Show. This is Linda.
1: And this is Will. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our beautiful voices again. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good because uh, the house is super clean right now.
0: Yeah, we just had a cleaning service yesterday. Um, she's been uh, with us for a couple of years now. but um, She's
1: an angel. Yeah, she's her. an
0: angel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> She was sent to us from heaven. Seriously. Um, but yeah, so the day before um, the cleaning service, I text her, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. <laughs> and she just texts back the the nervous face with Such the, the tear. Such a creeper. Such a creeper. <laughs> um, but, this, but it's nice because it's one of those things where we mentioned in the past where, um, you know, initially when Will and I uh, got married, we were fighting over, you know, a lot of, chores related issues and um, one of the things that helped our marriage was asking for help so we decided to um, start adding a a cleaning service once a month um, to help um, ease the the workload from us and so we can use that time uh, to spend quality time uh, with each other um, or just relax and, and relax just, yeah. yeah versus stressing about um, you know trying to keep up with the, the
1: house so so are you saying that the secret to marriage is just a house cleaner <laughs> housekeeper
0: <laughs> I mean it's very helpful you should it, try
1: it I honestly like I can't go back you know I, I can't even imagine. Not having her anymore to help us.
0: Yeah, she's like she's like our cleaner slash therapist. <laughs> she, <Because, laughs>
1: she has to listen. To yeah,
0: us. yeah. Like when she's That's here, true. we're like venting to her. Oh yeah, Will didn't do this. Yeah, Linda yeah, yeah. didn't do that. Right, and like right. she just listens and she just kind of smiles. And then um, sometimes um, she'll give her her like input because she's been <laughs> married for a while, right. so it's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. I, I feel poor lady. Poor lady. She has <laughs> to deal with this. Yeah. She loves us, I know she does she does she keeps coming back, right? yeah so even, even that. At,
0: yeah, even after moving like really far from her, huh. um you know, the fact that she really loves working with us, um she makes the drive
1: she does so she us, shows yeah. it by her actions that yeah. she does love us absolutely, anyway, so our topic today is
0: what we wish we knew before getting married,
1: oh my God, how many hours do we have? it's a long one huh 40
0: minutes
1: (laughs) (laughs) no we we won't bore you guys with a super long uh list of uh stuff but we do we do have some things i think that we wanted to share you know that we thought we that would be beneficial for you guys um because it's been beneficial for us some things we wish we knew right
0: yeah and this topic came about um when we started getting invitations wedding invitations in the mail uh, you know uh, wedding season is coming up september usually it's around september october and like early november mm-hmm. so a nice weather yeah and we've been getting um invitations from our some of from our closest family and friends and um you know we're super happy and excited for them. (laughs) But uh, it's funny because I was holding the invitations and I just kind of gave like a smirk to Will and I was like, they don't know what they're getting (laughs) themselves into. Or maybe they do. Maybe Maybe they're smarter than uh, than us.
1: Probably. That's Um, probably true.
0: I think, but what I think is um, every wedding invitation that I've received so far, I think I'm a um, you know, write my response in a book that I just read to them. Oh my God. And maybe it'll help prepare them a little better and hopefully transition them into a married life a little better than... A little what, wiser. Yeah, you know? a little yeah wiser than what we went through. Because um, after, I guess, reading the book... Um,
1: (laughs) we realized we messed up yeah
0: (laughs) I I just felt like um, a lot of things that they mentioned in the book and by the way the book is by Dr. Gary Chapman Mm -hmm. and it's it's basically um, what our topic today right and you know that brought up um, um, I guess what I wanted to do prior to getting married but um we were just so busy that we didn't make the time for it and i think we should have because it could have prevented a lot of like the tension and issues that we were having so especially in the first year yeah like the premarital counseling
1: right yeah i always heard about that and i thought we were gonna do it because your family is religious um and that's is one of the things yeah, yeah it was one of the things that's usually done before marriage right yeah um But I I think that would have really helped us for sure, because maybe it would have allowed us to have, you know, somebody like a mediator, somebody that's an expert um, in working on relationships and premarital uh, relations. And maybe it would have helped us think about stuff that we wouldn't have even thought about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Answered some tough questions or uncomfortable questions and really forced us to think about and discuss um, as an as a couple, before we dove right into marriage, yeah, and now we're stuck with each other. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, and also it would have been nice to have built um, that relationship with someone that and built that trust where we can share like intimate um, details about our relationship. Mm-hmm. Because um, I felt like after we got married, when we were having those issues, it would have been nice to be able to. Exactly. Go to someone routinely to talk about those issues and try to um, Mm. figure it out in a more healthy way.
1: Yeah. And, you know, honestly, it's like even though we didn't do it before marriage. Yeah. The the thought has crossed my mind that maybe we could still benefit from that um, now. Right. Even though we're close to three years, uh, because there are some times where I'm kind of like, I need somebody in my corner to back me up. <laughs> so that they could tell you how wrong you are, you know, with with whatever we're dealing with. But, it might backfire. <laughs> it might actually. It might backfire. On you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, speaking of that, so I think one of the things that I definitely wish I knew before getting married was that love is not enough. Yikes. Yeah. That that's that's horrible, huh? As much as like I think a lot of us ro- want to believe. Because it's romantic. It's it's like one of those things you you think about and you you hope and you dream for as like the love of your life. Everything's gonna be perfect when we're married, and and uh, we're gonna live happily ever after. We're never gonna have to deal with any issues, so on and so forth, right? And then reality kicks you in the face, and it's like no. When you get married, it actually takes a lot of work, and it's um it's not all roses and butterflies, right?
0: Yeah, because usually. You know, you, you get engaged and you're excited for a wedding.
1: Cloud and, nine.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you have these goggles on. Everything is perfect. You don't you don't want to deal with the, the issues that you may have already had mm-hmm. uh, in the past. Because you just want to look forward to this grand day. But I guess what people don't really think about is that the wedding is a couple of hours it's nice (laughs) it's beautiful it's fun right but then you know you have this thing called a marriage hopefully for the rest of your life
1: (sighs) yeah that's a lot longer than a couple of hours yeah and
0: that's a tough
1: part right that's the part that that really takes active being proactive working together right a lot of those different things um and i think a lot of times too it's be what because you're in love you and you do overlook a lot of flaws and and uh, you're more forgiving, right, about things then when you do get married some things might almost surprise you because you didn't see those things before but then in reality when you get married it's like wait, those things do bother me after all, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, because when you're in love, you have these like goggles on, mm-hmm. and everything is so bright and shiny, and nothing bothers
1: you. Yeah. But
0: I feel like once those goggles come off, that's when you're like, wait a minute, why is the person like that? Yeah. Did I not see it? And and then you you vent to your family and friends, and they're like, wait, we've been telling you that. Right. But you don't see it, you don't hear it because you're quote unquote in love. Yeah. right so it's important to take a a moment and really think about you know is this person matching me intellectually emotionally how about on a social level yeah um, you know for, e- for example like let's say your your significant other enjoys you know learning um, new things yeah. and you, like things the way they are right, right? that may Status be quo. yeah that may be an issue i mean there's nothing wrong but that may be an issue that you should address before you get
1: married absolutely no and and uh, i think that's so important but it's uncomfortable right it's not something that we just think about talking about let me let me stir the pot especially like if things are good why would you go voluntarily create issues right that's i think what we think about in yeah. our head um but yeah I also think like one of the things uh one other thing I know I needed to work on was um having more tools you know when it came to communication right um even though we had dated for a long time um and I thought I was a good a decent listener but you 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 disagreed you thought otherwise right
0: You weren't a good no you were not a good listener <laughs> Wow um straight I straight up I just felt like you just you just wanted to talk to talk like or try to resolve Solve the problem the problem and issue. without really listening um or actively listening to what I was trying to say
1: or sometimes you don't want the problem solved right like yeah you told and I,
0: me. yeah, and I think um one of the the tools that Dr. Chapman brought up was um. You know, neg- learn how to negotiate in a, a relationship um, mm-hmm. by giving a, a proposal. So your, your spouse or your, and he, I think he brought up a lot of um, in-laws as well, mm-hmm. right? Because, um, you know, there are certain issues that you should try to, or potential issues, things that can be issues that should be ironed out. Um, prior to getting married for example the holidays
1: yeah i was just gonna say that
0: yeah like where when um you know where are you gonna spend christmas thanksgiving um new year's day i don't know what's important to them Um, do they expect you to be at the the function at every function right or is there one holiday that Um, you know, it's more important to one family than the other, but I think those are things that you should set, I guess, rules or boundaries and
1: you have to have a discussion. Yeah, exactly. Because we didn't do that. And that's where we had issues, right? Like I expected, uh, certain holidays to be with my family because that's what we always did. Like that was special to my family. Yeah, I think the same was for you, right? But because we never really talked about how we would work that out, and explain why that was so important, like, like I didn't know Christmas was such a big deal to your family uh, until you explained to me. Because I remember, like, I I just wanted to invite you over, like, to our Christmas, just because I thought, like, oh, it'll be kind of nice, right? And have you over for the first time, we exchange gifts, that kind of stuff, but then. You told me the real reason why you were upset.
0: Yeah, because I, I just felt like, you know, Christmas um, is a, a big holiday to especially, you know, a Catholic family, right? It's like a, mm-hmm. it's something that we've always done growing up. But I, I mean, I didn't have a problem with um, spending some time with your family during Christmas. But mm-hmm. what was really upsetting was that you just assumed right. I was going to be with you. Right. And you just accepted an invitation on my behalf without even asking <laughs> me. And Whoops. and I think... And for it,
1: us, Christmas wasn't as big of a deal. Yeah,
0: and, and, and it created issues because um, now, you know, by me not showing up to the event after Will said yes to it, it created right. tension between, you know, me and his family.
1: And it made you look bad. And it too. made
0: me look bad when... You know, he should have asked me and if I explained why Christmas was so important to my family Mm -hmm. and maybe had a a game plan going in and and will not promising on my behalf that I'm going to be there. It wouldn't have created those issues.
1: Right. So what ended up happening was after the first year was we learned to negotiate and, you know, figure out something that worked for both of us. Right. With certain holidays uh, we could see my side of the family with your side of the family and another holiday, so on and so forth. So it was just learning to give and take, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was really important. Um, I think another important part of communication, especially in marriage, and this is probably going to happen a lot, is learning how to apologize <laughs> in the way that your spouse wants you to apologize.
0: So you're going to buy me gifts?
1: Uh, I don't, is gifts your way of accepting an apology i don't think so now it is now it is i think it's that along with five other things um but
0: <laughs> you should apologize to me um you, you want should... me to
1: ask you for for your gift forgiveness Uh huh.
0: you should maybe like wipe the floors do,
1: an act of do the
0: dishes <laughs> wash wow. my car and then buy me a gift
1: wow maybe Jeez. yeah but i, I thought that that was an interesting concept was that there's also different languages right when it comes to apologies and what i realized with you is that um saying i'm sorry isn't enough like for you you have to know that not only am i sorry for whatever i messed up on i have to be willing and it, be able to explain to you how i'm going to change that behavior so it doesn't happen get, happen again yeah am i correct in assuming that like that's kind of what i got but i learned it the hard way like through getting yelled at
0: because i i just feel like um saying i'm sorry right or i apologize but i was
1: sincere though
0: yeah but you know it didn't feel sincere why not i think it didn't feel sincere because when you just say oh i'm sorry right you didn't accept responsibility
1: Oh, like I, like I didn't explain why it yeah, was sorry. It's like what why, am I sorry for?
0: Exactly. It's just like I just felt like you. You said it just to get me off your back. Because
1: <laughs> I knew you were mad at me. Yeah, it, it you know didn't what?
0: Feel nice.
1: I think I remember an example. Um, it was kind of like if uh, if I apologize, I said I forgot what I screwed up on. I think it was like um, I like invited you or added you to uh, or no, I accepted another invitation to another event, Always. even though you and I already had plans on that weekend, right? I think that's what
0: happened. Oh, yeah, that too. I forgot about that. Oh,
1: God. Shooting myself in the <laughs> foot. Um, But yeah, so like when that happened and I obviously had to reschedule the other per- event or cancel so that you weren't happy about that because now it made me look bad, right? But then also um, you didn't really accept my apology because all I said was I'm sorry. I didn't explain like, hey, I'm sorry because I didn't talk about um, I didn't talk about the other event with you to make sure it was okay first and to also make sure it wasn't conflicting with something we already had planned.
0: Yeah, I think you just assumed it was like only a couple of hours that we planned together, but I'm like, yeah. But I had to remind you it was actually a full day that was right. planned and. You know, what was really upsetting um, was that we haven't had quality time in a very long time. Mm. And that was one of the the day that we set aside for us to hang out and yeah. reconnect. And then, you know, it just felt like it was disrespectful that you just kind of disregarded our plans and made other plans on top of it like it was more important than our relationship.
1: Right. I, I think... Um so, a part of that is also the other side, right? Learning to forgive mm-hmm. and for you, you're not a person that is easily forgiving, at least to me
0: <laughs> yeah i I think like
1: well, I don't know how you are with other people, but to me, you'll hold a grudge for a little bit <laughs> well, you know <laughs> until I... I do all those things, right yeah, plus buy the gift for you i e- guess
0: exactly, but i I think it's like. It's like one of those things where um, I guess you can like forgive somebody. I I think for you, I think your problem is that when you want someone to forgive you, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm back to just like loving you the way, (laughs) you know, before that. As if nothing happened. Exactly. But, you know, like Dr. Chapman actually brought up a, a good example. Like one of his examples was that um let's say the mom was saving up money for i forgot for something right and her her son stole the money and and spent it right yeah she could forgive her son but the money is still gone and oh she was saving it for surgery Mm -hmm. right so the money is gone and the
1: damage is done the
0: damage is done like Yes, she can forgive, but the event still happens now. But, and she's there's still consequences, and the consequences that she can't have her surgery.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. So I think I learned a hard lesson there. Um, what other things do you wish you knew before marriage?
0: Um, I think one of the things I wish I knew um, before the marriage is to actually get to know my in-laws a lot better Mm. than i did uh i felt like i didn't get to know them as well until after we got married right right and um i i and i say that it's it's important is because um you know the in-laws is what it's it's your upbringing, right? That's that's the the environment you grew up in. So how you mm-hmm. react or respond to a situation, it tells me a lot, mm-hmm. you know. By observing observing your your parents, um, you know, there's a saying that's like like father, like son, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like um, how you were conditioned, that's how you know you may respond or behave. And I may like it, may or may not like it. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, you should observe as well.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times you're right. Like we pick up things from our parents. We mimic uh, even subconsciously, you know, like when you're a kid, you're kind of like your dad does something or, you know, it's like when I grow up, I'm never going to be like that. Right. And then exactly. And then when you yeah, when you grow up, you're like, oh, my God, you catch yourself. You're like. That's exactly what my mom does, or that's exactly what my dad does, and I don't know what it is, but I think it is something like you said—you you learn that through watching and growing uh, in that kind of environment. So you're absolutely right. If you observe that about your your in-laws, <laughs> chances are your spouse is probably going to have some of those characteristics too. Uh, so it could be good and bad if you do that,
0: though. Yeah, and th- that's one of the exercises that Dr. Chapman brought up is that um, you should, you know. Um, the guy should write a list about um, certain th- qualities about his father that he, he likes and dislikes and then ask the um, the the fiancé or wife-to-be to write a list about the, the father-in-law that Ooh. she noticed and then um, compare the list and, and talk about it and then come up with a, a plan on how to address things that you know, um,
1: could be issues down the road. Right? Exactly. If left un, unhandled.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to give like an example. Like I'm not trying to put, you know, his family on blast or anything, but Uh-oh. just, a, just a, a simple example.
1: I'll just prepare myself.
0: <laughs> so one of the things Will's dad does is that he likes to do everything himself. Right. Like if, yeah. if no one can do it better than. You know, if, unless you do it yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. no one cares as much. And I think that's why, you know, um, Will was very hesitant um, to ask for help or to bring in help when we clearly needed the help.
1: Right. right? I always and, try to put everything on my own back and do everything by myself.
0: And then get overwhelmed about it. And then it affects our relationship. Right. Yeah, so that's one, one of the things that you know maybe if we were able to identify that and for me i like to delegate a lot of things
1: you're very good at it yeah and i'm Especially very good, good delegating at dating me
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny my dad brought it up too remember
1: oh i was like so happy when he brought that up without my you know saying anything um, he mentioned it. He's like, "Oh yeah, she's really good at bossing people around," and You're I started telling, clapping. He
0: was like, "Yeah, she likes to go do this, <laughs> do that," you know, like.
1: Dude, I had to. I felt like I almost had to stand, give him a standing ovation at dinner. I was like, "Sir," but tears coming to my eye. Like I've been trying to tell her this this whole time. I'm, 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 you understand me. It was like, dude, it's so true. You're very good at that. Yeah. So that's your strength, anyways. The,
0: I I don't know if it's well for you. I don't know if it's a strength for you, but. Yeah, so I'm very good at delegating and I would prefer it that way because it's it's just I just feel like people are good at what they do. And if they are, they should be doing that, you know?
1: Yeah, um, and I think that makes sense, you know, when you're talking about like marriage and, and defining your roles, uh, mm-hmm. because we had that same problem, too, because there were uh, <laughs> we never really discussed who's going to scrub the toilet every day or every week who's going to do the dishes who's in charge of cooking who's in charge of prepping and buying the the groceries
0: uh who's in charge of cleaning we
1: just assumed i think right like i know i i guess (laughs) and it was our first time living together right so like there was a lot to learn but i think growing up in my household with my parents my mom was the one that always did the cooking my mom was and not that my dad didn't know how to cook he's he cooks great food Um, but typically I would say like 90% of the meals were usually prepared by my mom. Um, and my dad would, would do, would do some cooking too, but they also both worked as well. So it was very similar. So when I, I think when I was growing up and I saw that, I think that's almost kind of subconsciously what I assumed that, oh, you're going to be the one cooking, (laughs) And and she also did a lot of the cleaning. Oh, maybe you're the one that's supposed to be cleaning. <laughs> She's giving me the glare right now. She's like confused like, "Dude, do well, you want to get in trouble right now again?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Why are you so quiet? It, and I think that if, you know, we talked about that right. before getting married, right? We wouldn't have had all those conflicts, te- conflicts that yeah. we had to deal with for the first like half the half a year of marriage.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. It took
0: it took a, a little bit of work for us to be able to work through through that.
1: Now we know too, like who does what, who's in charge of what, which is great. And and to be fair, a lot of the roles now, I, I, would you say that that you're responsible for? You actually kind of enjoy them too. Right? I do like the shopping part. Like I know you like that, like the yeah, groceries the shop- and
0: shopping part, and I do cooking too.
1: Do you enjoy it though? Is
0: yeah, you I do. Mean, I mean, from all the other chores that I had to pick from, <laughs> like you know, well, like, right. I think we got to pick from what we. I mean, none of us really enjoy doing any of that. But right, like if we it's had like a choice. if we had a choice, we wouldn't have done. We would probably not do any of yeah. the chores. But, um, <laughs> but we have to because uh-huh. you know we can't afford <laughs> help for everything. A personal no. chef, and you know, um, but. I guess like if we had to do them, at yeah. least we got to pick what we would, it's would want more to more tolerable, do. right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And there's going to be stuff that we both dislike doing, but it still needs to get done, right? So that's where we would have to communicate and negotiate or compromise. Maybe like someone's going to have to take the hit, right? And yeah. But, but and
0: then I, we trade off too.
1: Yeah, and but I think the nice thing is is the mentality when you when you're married is that it's you're a team, so it really shouldn't matter who does it because mm-hmm. it's for the benefit of the team. Yeah. So,
0: and I think um, on my end, you know, since I, I brought up, you know, a flaw for, on Will's family is so like mother, like daughter, I think, you know, growing up, I always saw my mom always working, right? She never stops working. Um, She worked multiple jobs and worked six to seven days a week. And I think, um, you know, growing up and seeing that, I just felt like that's what I had to do. Or, um, you know, I I couldn't let anyone down by not working so much. Mm. And I think, you know, in the beginning when we were dating or married... Um, you know, at one point I was working like almost seven days a week sometimes yeah, it
1: was pretty crazy.
0: yeah, I was working seven days a week, you know sometimes Stress, sometimes tired. through the night yeah it was uh, yeah, I was working so much I never said no to any shifts.
1: no, you didn't
0: um, I whatever shifts they needed me to pick up, I picked up almost all of them you know? yeah and
1: you would take shifts for people when they needed a break or they had something come up you would volunteer
0: i never said no i didn't know how to say no like when it came to work i did not know how to there's no boundaries and
1: that that's our relationship suffered because of that right like there was a lack of quality time there wasn't time for me like i'm like here waving my hands like hello what about me yeah what about me yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
0: I i mean there were weeks when i was working like i don't know like 13 days straight
1: there were yeah you know and i did it pretty frequently that really happened
0: yeah Yeah. and i did it pretty frequently until you know after we got married right and obviously like if i'm working 13 days a week straight i mean 13 yeah 13 days um consecutively then you know that leaves very little time for the marriage and Mm -hmm. that causes issues as well yeah um so you know If that was something that was brought up prior to marriage and we talked about it, you know, I would have created more boundaries at work. I would have said no to people. Yeah. Right. Because I know if I if if in my head, I realized that it may cause my marriage to suffer because we'll express that, um, you know, quality time is his love language. And it's important to him. That's how he receives love. You know, I would, of course, I would pick my marriage before, you know, picking on a shift. And, you know, it's okay to be selfish sometimes. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. No, that makes [SSSSSSSSSR]
0: sense. And I [SSSSSSR] I feel like, you know, after being in the relationship um, Mm -hmm. [SSSSSR] now for almost three years, like, [SSSSR] I have learned how to create a a better work-life balance Mm -hmm. [SSSR] for, for us.
1: Yeah, I think al- almost at three years now, we have a pretty good understanding of each other. <laughs> I would hope so, right? Because we were also dating for over a decade. Um, but we also have a good routine. You know, I think it's, it's almost like now we can, uh, we don't have to tell each other, hey, you need to do this or that, right? We just do it because we know where our roles are, right? And it's clearly... Uh, it clearly defined before and now it's unspoken and we're doing it every day you know yeah but i think also it's like one thing i realized that was really important um, after you get married is that everything you do impacts your spouse every action right when you make a decision it's not just making a decision for you you're making it on behalf of the team you know and sometimes I'm guilty of it. You know, I make a decision and I forget to run it by you or um, I don't think about, oh my gosh, how's this going to impact her? Mm-hmm. You know, and that took some time to learn and to adjust.
0: Yeah. I know this
1: was a big one for you.
0: Yeah. um, I think like now that when I think about it, the fact that knowing my actions impact you mm-hmm. as well, a part of me wish that I thought about this prior to getting uh, married because I, g- I guess I would have taken a little bit more like risk, you know. Um, what I, do you mean? Like just, I guess like. I mean, I'm very grateful for my um, my career now, but I I think I I probably would have tried things that were. Just to, you know, I don't know if I would have liked it or not. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, I picked the wrong career or anything. Um, but I, I just wish that I tried more, um, I guess, non-conventional careers. Because I didn't have anyone... Um, I guess, like, I didn't... Cause,
1: like role models, you
0: mean? Yeah, no, not like role models. The- but I, I guess, like, like, financially wouldn't have impacted anyone if I didn't make it well yeah
1: because all you had to worry about was you
0: yeah and i lived with my parents for the longest time so i knew that i wasn't going to be in the streets if i I failed at my endeavors you know like
1: yeah because before marriage for most people i'm not saying everybody but for most people you're if you're not married yet you're probably still in your teens and your early 20s right and it's not until your mid to late 20s or your 30s that you get married so what age you're talking about is like your early 20s mm-hmm. prior to marriage, you would have taken on a lot more risk. And at that stage of life, you would have really, there's no other responsibilities other than you. So you could have done a lot more random things, yeah. whatever that thing is. Like you could have traveled to, to a different country and lived there for six months out of the year or whatever. Yeah. And not have to worry about leaving me at home. Right. Mm-mm. Wait, so am I holding you back? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> now that you're married. But it's something, you no, know, it's right. You're I mean, truly it's kinda right.
0: Nice, it's it's kind of nice to have you when I'm traveling. Mm. It's, like, um, it's like I always have a person to ca- help me carry oh all of my stuff.
1: <laughs> the mule, yeah. But yeah, I know I get what you're saying, though. It's like you have someone else to think about now. It's not just about you. And so uh, if you had known that, Maybe you would have done some things differently.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: Not that you regret anything, but no. maybe you would have you would have added some things in there.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, I think I would have tried out a couple of other, um, like I guess, professions.
1: Because it's harder to walk away now, right? Yeah.
0: Like, like not after, that you can't
1: change, but no. It's but definitely it, harder.
0: It's hard, a lot harder, especially because <laughs> I have spent so many years building <laughs> my career. Yeah, it. yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, okay, is there any other? Things you wish you knew. Mm. What would you say is important for people uh, I think, thinking about getting married?
0: Yeah. I think you hear it, but you don't truly understand it is. You know, you, you hear it a lot, right? People always say it takes um, marriage takes a lot of work. But I don't think you truly understand what that that means until you get married. Um You know, it's like one of those things where it's a relationship that you have to keep alive, right? Mm -hmm. And in order um, to do that, you have to constantly, like, improve yourself, um, Mm. become a better, you know, communicator, a better listener. Um, You know, you have to make time for the relationship, even when it gets tough and busy. Um, Mm. You know, like... People have kids, they get a, a new puppy, you know, I don't know, they
1: They have people they that depend on depend
0: them. Depend on them. They have aging parents, you know, life just seems to get busier as you get older. But then, yeah, you still have to take a moment and make time for each other.
1: Yeah, because it's very easy, right, to put your spouse on the lower priority and put everything else that feels like is the most important thing at that moment and it might be right it might be at that moment but we have to remind ourselves that the most one of the most important people in our lives is our spouse right they're our rock
0: they're your support system they're
1: your partner in life so you're supposed to be doing this together and so if you're not working on the relationship with that person um, how are you going to tackle the things that life is gonna throw at you right it'll be really difficult
0: yeah Um, and i think um that's where we learned um after the first year is that you know when we we do projects and we learn and grow together like it really helps strengthen the the relationship
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and it's nice to to just elevate each other lift each other up Uh, And when when that happens, not only are you building camaraderie, but you're evolving together and you're building a stronger bond uh, through the growth of yourselves and your relationship and your team. You know, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. OK, that that was good. (laughs) I think that we we threw out some good stuff out there. Um, We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, Make sure to. Follow us on our YouTube channel at Magnetic Mismatch. Uh, same handle for our Instagram. Uh, make sure to go on Apple Podcasts and give us uh, a subscribe, a five-star rating and review. And
0: and make sure to tune in every Thursday because that's when we release um, a new episode. And also to make sure to please um, share our content with your family and friends. Um, because that'll help us a lot and until next time Bye, bye guys